So off screen, Bob must have told Mike the plan because he's like, "That's your plan," and then he puts on a big old, what are those big cowboy hats called? Like ten ten gallon, 10 gallon hat, yeah, ten yeah. gallon hat, yeah. And he imitates John Wayne, and he's like, "Well, that's not much of a plan, is it, Pilgrim?" It was a horrible John Wayne impression. <laughs> or was it great? <laughs> well, to be fair, Mike's wasn't much better. No, I was imitating Mike's. <laughs> I, I was talking about Mike's. Oh, <laughs> definitely not mine. <laughs> well, neither was particularly great. So. And then there's a, there's a there's a flash. <laughs> You're prepared for a giant monster made entirely of nulls stomping around mainframe? I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> How do you plan for that? Is this still happening? Good day, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Alpha Numeric, a reboot podcast. That show where we do the thing where we go through every episode of Reboot from beginning to end, season one, two, three, and four, and maybe the last one that we don't like to talk about. Today we're discussing episode two, sorry, episode five of season two, Painted Windows. I am your host, A.P. Snidler. And I am another host, NeoCal. And I am yet another host, Christopher Siege. Well then. Here we are. Here we are. Born to be kings. <laughs> Not even one episode. Can't even make it through. One episode without being Sean Connery. <laughs> so Painted Windows is... It came out uh, November 2nd, 1995 in Canada. And a couple days later in the United States. And the summary is... A mentally ill... Uh, a mentally ill virus in mainframe um, hijacks MS Paint and the Guardian has to go help her get laid and take one for the team so that uh, mainframe can be at peace. That's about a- it, right? A-plus huh. summary. <laughs> that was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks for having me, folks. <laughs> All, right. See you next week. All right. That has been the uh, the uh, <laughs> this week's episode of Alpha Numeric. Uh, <laughs> like and subscribe. Smash that bell. <laughs> <laughs> Be uh, sure but... to go into the notifications tab on your phone and click the bell to allow all notifications for this show. All of them. Every single I, one. I think it's funny that YouTube videos have started doing that in the past couple of years. Like uh, Watch Mojo, for instance, like they'll actually like show you like how, a, to do a, it. how to do it. And I'm like, wow, you guys must have been really hit hard with that whole like ad revenue purge. Yeah, I think it hit everybody hard. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a that's probably a response to that. But yeah. But, but what do I know? I never made it on YouTube. And we never will. <laughs> But we love our uh, our 19 subscribers that we have on the Lasercomb YouTube channel. That's right. God damn it. 19 now? Wow. Yep. <laughs> hey, that's uh, that's 19 people who are like, huh, I might enjoy another one of these. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's something. That's uh, so, that, that that's better than just uh, you know, our friends listening to the show. There you go. Or pretend <laughs> you mean pretending to listen to the show. <laughs> pretending to listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So, Snidler, where where are, where are we at here with the painted windows? Uh, we open uh underneath the principal office. Dun dun. There's three guards talking about stuff going on uh, with the web. This is actually the first. Um, this is actually great. Yeah, this is this is uh, this is the first we hear about the web taking control of systems. Oh, and, you're right. Yeah, and so this is so this is where I get the feeling this 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 uh, wasn't the most memorable episode. But I feel like it was necessary because there were certain references that need to drive the story along because season two turns out to be a lot more serialized. Interesting. So I barely remember the web, right? I'm watching all of this as we as we go. And like you said, the the, the security binomes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Christopher. I was just going to say it's a little bit of uh, uh, subtle foreshadowing to uh, to things that may come soon yes. may not come yeah uh, snidler said that um the security binomes they must be like what are they hanging out having lunch or something yeah they're having coffee and donuts at the at the archive that we've seen a couple times now yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, one of them says the web is growing out of control and invading other systems yeah Shit. and the other one's kind of like hey man don't believe all everything you hear don't believe everything you hear yeah it's and the third scary. one's like what's the web <laughs> better better unplug that 56k modem uh, <laughs> hey yeah. would you get this guy what's the web what a joker here and then out of nowhere hexadecimal shows up this was kind of genuinely scary <laughs> there's a yeah. lightning flash and she's just like there with her like hands up like ready to pounce uh yeah <laughs> like she does yeah, yeah like she does because she can teleport i don't know she kind of has no rules like this, no, I don't no. know how to deal with her. This Megabyte random. is a physical guy, and his danger is that he can scale walls, he can punch through, slash through anything, and you're in trouble if he gets within arm's reach. But Hex, all rules are out the window. Yep. Right. Yep. She's an agent Complete of chaos. chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Long before Heath Ledger ever did it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So we join Dot on her running club. Yeah, <laughs> she's got yep. a running club. Yeah, yeah, wearing some uh, some fabulous early '90s uh, aerobics gear. Yeah, she really is. Oh, Ch- poor my gnomes. Uh, I'm kind of into it. <laughs> I'm not gonna of lie. Course, of course, she um, she organizes a running club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> does everything good. else in the town. Yeah, you don't get that butt by accident. I'm just saying. Yep. Yep, that's. I apologize. Uh, that was inappropriate. I I think Dot <laughs> is it? a. I think uh, Dot is actually the strongest character on the show. Uh, I would agree. Kind yeah. of a good butt. Butt or no butt? <laughs> no butt. Her value. That. Her value is not in her butt. Is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, and uh, trailing along behind the uh, the the running convoy is the number eight. <laughs> and he's uh, huffing and wheezing and is all like, I ate exercise. 
<laughs> womp womp. I only realized he said the he said eight because I have the subtitles on now. Wow, oh, really? <laughs> I ate exercise. You know what? He's trying. God damn it. Yeah. Hey, I've, I've been start a, somewhere. I've been a fat guy before. I I I know what that's like. Yeah, and Man, it's a. And it's uh, keeping going. Well, like people that, have but... different measures of of fat guy, right? Like my opinion of fat is like, like, do you get like winded from like walking to your car? If yes, then then that's a problem. Well, there's fat, and then there's just out of shape. True. Yeah, but you can be both. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you can and also oddly, be fat you could be... and in shape. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. True. One thousand percent. It's so crazy seeing like people that I get like genetically they're they're just heavier and like they're like um, they have some amazing athletic ability. Like you ever see like um like a an overweight like short dude like do a standing like cartwheel or backflip because that is some wild stuff. <laughs> you ever see the energy Jack Black brings to anything? <laughs> That's yeah. not normal. <laughs> no, Watch some see those, uh, see those seven dwarves. You know they just go nuts <laughs> in there. You know, just get a few drinks in them and play some music. Right? Uh, Watch some uh, WWE <laughs> NXT. There are plenty of big dudes on there who are like flying off the top rope oh and like God. doing yeah. like 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 uh, somersaults through the air, like halfway Larry across the ring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, it's. A little mind-boggling. There's a there's a, for the listeners. There's a wrestler in particular. His name is Killian Dane. He performs on the WWE NXT brand. Go watch a match with him in it. Like holy shit! Look at how look at a picture of how big the dude is, and then go watch <laughs> some of his matches. <laughs> like dude's insane. Being it's light unbelievable. On your feet. Yeah, being light on your feet has no, nothing to do with um, being light. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, and the dude's like, I think, like 6'6 six, six or 6'7, six, like 350 pounds. Jesus and like, Christ. and he's doing like, like, he's doing like high flying, like ladder matches and shit like that. Like the Amazing. Hardy Boys. Yeah. Hardy Boys bullshit. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Hardy Boys bullshit, <laughs> we got Enzo zipping around on a, on a zip board. And um, he raises his hand like there's a, a sunset, but as we all know, the sky just stays like grayish, much Gray. like Nanaimo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, what's Bob doing? Bob's working is on a motorcycle. Yeah, I, I think uh, this is his brand new uh, whatever it is. Oh, hanging out with his new girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The what does uh, it, look? it looks like a Wellman. That's what it says on the side. A Wellman motorcycle. Kind of looks like the bike from Akira. Mm. A, a Canada. <laughs> a Canada classic. <laughs> uh, in uh, in Saints Row 3, there's a, a bike that straight up looks like the, the bike from Akira. And it, it's straight up called the uh, Canada. Oh, they just named it after the... Yeah, they the named it after the, uh, the protagonist, yeah. Rad. Yep. Yeah, and they're talking, and you know his um the little binome, the the biker binome. I just realized she's not perfectly square. They actually like shaped her butt and gave her a thin waist. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. What the heck? Okay. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure he's banging. Nice. He's banging this chick. Come now. Yeah, he must be. Good on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, like people are into different things, right? And he likes to keep his options open. Of course. Plus, this chick knows about bikes. Yeah, and Bob's still yeah. young, you know. He's uh, he's young. He's a guardian, so he's probably only like what, like twenty five. He's uh, he's he's got plenty of time to settle down. <laughs> yeah. In the nineties, that's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not now. I don't know. I was just gonna say, not now. What? Oh, maybe acceptable was the wrong word. <laughs> In the nineties, it was it was normal I, to be twenty five and be on your own. Be, I've been know. saying, is it not now? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I guess it could be. <laughs> but anyways, I just I don't know, know what I meant. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> sometimes we just sometimes we just say things. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm like a dog chasing a car. <laughs> um threw in some dark knight reference there. I noticed that the subtitles actually just call that biker binom biker binome like, oh really it hasn't given her a name yet yeah huh. she's just biker binome and uh they look up in the sky because there's like a yellow light and this reminds me of what's that mac it, it, the mac version of like paint that was like available in the 90s do you remember what was that what that was called i honestly don't know I don't remember. Like my school was full of them. Uh, let's see here. Oh, it's called paintbrush, right? Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. This kind of reminds me of paintbrush more than say MS Paint. And yeah, there's a giant. Someone is painting, as if they're like on a computer. Um, a giant shitty like, like sun in the sky. Yeah. And they color it in really badly instead of using the fill function. Uh, I would just like to point out that per the the reboot wiki, Bob's new V3 bike says Harris Super on the side. Oh, Uh, Wordplay on the UK company, Harris Performance Products Limited, that manufactures motorcycles. And we... We know the uh, creators from of this show, uh, despite being based in uh, in Vancouver, are uh, from the UK. So yeah, checks out. Seems legit. Yep. Yeah, and the uh, the biker binome is like, "What's that?" And Bob's like, "I don't know," and she's like, "I thought you guardians knew everything." <laughs> and I'm like, "Really? How many have you met?" Because <laughs> <laughs> if you've just met Bob. <laughs> How could you ever get that misconception? <laughs> he barely knows how to work on his car. Well, maybe she thinks he knows everything, and therefore all guardians must. Yeah. I mean, or she's being sarcastic. More likely, she's got more... quite the outfit going. <laughs> Everyone seems happy, though. Like all the binomes in the diner are kind of like, ooh, two guys there. Two guy has a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, two guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> got that little the pink and silver uh, circle uh, zero binome with the the blonde ponytail. 
an Ur guy pulls up and and he's got um like a Cadillac of his own. Yeah. With a surfboard in the back. And he's Perhaps wearing... now he will get laid too. <laughs> since <laughs> everyone works, else in right? this episode is apparently is. <laughs> and as we all know, having old cars, old classics gets gets you laid. <laughs> yes, as 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 we all know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Sniddler is the uh, is the only one among us who has the closest thing to a classic car. <laughs> yeah, he, he's kind of in a different league. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does my 2007 Pontiac G5 <laughs> count? <laughs> no? Okay. Not yet. Not yet. It has to, be, another... at least, it has to be at least 30 years old. It will. It will never. Yeah, you got a few years. <laughs> it's pretty fucking generic. <laughs> when you look up like generic, like sedan, like gray sedan, that's that's my car. <laughs> On the plus side, it's so common. Um, uh, I have a pretty nice pair of Steve Madden shoes that I bought like a week ago. That's, oh yeah, that that's the closest that I have to. Uh, a, a nice ride. <laughs> Ooh, right. Oh, actually, I have. <laughs> uh, I have quite a few transformers now. Those are those are vehicles, right? That's true. They are. Depends having, on one. Yeah, having a having a a, a big uh, collection of children's toys is uh, that that's how you get laid, right? Um, uh, you know, I'll leave that to you. One of you has an old classic <laughs> car, and the other one has a collection of toys. I'll I'll leave that to you guys to discuss. <laughs> uh, hey, baby, you wanna wanna come over to my place after I get off work and uh, check out my Transformers with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, what you do is the first think, time you're bringing a. Wo- <laughs> go ahead. The kind of toys that 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 excite a woman. <laughs> no. No. no? I mean, maybe they are. It depends. Depends on what they're. Depends on what. Uh, you know, it takes all sorts. <laughs> you know what? Well, we had one sort on uh, our Beast Wars podcast. Oh. And, uh, she she's a pro when it came to to uh, collectible figurines. Yeah, she's oh, really? Them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, she's on our Instagram. Yeah, on our uh, latest episode of our Beast Wars podcast, uh, Too Much Energon, we uh, that episode is live now. We did a it was a special episode where we recapped season one of the show and counted down our top ten favorite episodes of the season. And we were joined by a special guest, uh, Candice Santora from the Stasis Lock podcast from the far off land of Pennsylvania. Yep. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, she's a like longtime Beast Wars fan and a pretty cool gal. Really talented Sweet. artist as well. Super good, like like pencil artist. Nice. It's, it's a little bit crazy, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's really good. Uh, yeah, uh, go check out that episode and go uh, uh, check out her social media. There are links to it in the episode description. Yeah. But to um, to jump back into uh, the the episode here, 
uh, Bob starts to get worried, even though everyone else is like, ooh, pretty. So he uh, glitch radios Fong. Yeah. And he's like, Fong, what's up? And Fong's like, Hexadecimal has broken into the archives. Oh, shit. Yeah, so basically she tampered with the system paint program. And I'm like, what harm could that possibly do? Somebody drawing a bunch of dicks? <laughs> changing your um changing your background your startup screen your sleep screen like to what, a bunch what of danger, dicks to, yeah. what, what so, danger are we like facing the, here like the flying windows you know <laughs> yeah yeah just a bunch of dicks flying out here. <laughs> like really well drawn <laughs> See, oh, that'd be hilarious actually yeah. that's a good idea <laughs> see see that's what someone would actually do if they like hacked the uh the paint program in a system like this like realistically i think is they would just like draw dicks everywhere yeah especially if they were honest. especially if they were uh kids in elementary school or like junior high or whatever oh, yeah. kids watching I, the show at the time i have a confession to make so uh -oh. when i was in grade one there was one of those, like, you know how, like, books had, like, really thick, like, pages when they were for kids, right? Because kids might throw things or grab it or whatever, right? And it was only, like, ten pages or whatever, but it's like, this is the mom, this is the sister. It's, like, to teach you the uncle, like, the different things. And I went in with, like, a black permanent marker and just, like, like calmly and patiently over recess just drew a hanging fucking dick on everyone. <laughs> just... Just everyone, like mom, dad, like everybody, grandma, uh, everybody was was sporting a fucking dick, and then put it back and just <laughs> didn't think anything of it. And then, like a day or two, like later, the teacher had to address it to the class. <laughs> She's like, uh, "Oh, somebody like drew profanity in this, and now like we have to like throw it away. Who did this? Obviously, who? I'm not. Gonna... Who was the <laughs> one? Who is it?" Obviously, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> right? And I was like, yeah. But, like, I never meant any, like... Do you know what I mean? The mischief I got up to was because of ignorance, not because I was, like, delighted in, like, tormenting people. <laughs> I was just like, what? What's wrong with that? Are you saying that my grandmother can't have a dick? <laughs> and I was like, okay... Drawing dicks on things is bad. Gotcha. <laughs> Anyways, that's my that's my confession. That is pretty funny. Every episode I will have a new confession that is worse than the last. I look forward to it. All on right. The, on the subject of <laughs> confessions, how's your Dogecoin doing? Oh right, because Elon Musk uh Um <laughs> didn't he like tweet? Let's see here. Where is my... Oh, wow. It is worth 4.5 cents. Oh, well, that's nice. Remember when it used to be... It was um, like point something. <laughs> it was... It was um, Like, if the point is uh, the, the place in the dollar, it was point zero zero one eight. So it was worth one-fifth of a penny. Oh, listen to that, and listeners! Now in the span it is worth, of like three weeks, and now it is worth um, four and a half pennies. <laughs> Holy shit! 
moving up in the world. <laughs> my stonks are skyrocketing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Elon. <laughs> keep listening, uh, listeners, uh, every week to uh, to find out where uh, Cal's Dogecoin is at going forward. Yep. <laughs> Watch me as I turn five dollars into possibly fifteen. <laughs> Sense. You too can make it big. <laughs> Fifteen <laughs> cents, right, right. <laughs> uh, I picture it, if you will, an artist of great talent, <laughs> unappreciated by those around her, unnoticed by the critics. What would this artist have to do? What kind of masterpiece would she have to create to get recognition from those around her? Sell Deutschland. Sell Dogecoin. <laughs> uh, or uh, or uh, use a MS Paint bucket all over the Bodway, which is what Hexadecimal does. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so what what did she do here? She turned those three guards into three different famous paintings? Yeah. So what do we got here? We've got, so we've got the every f- reference. Sorry, go on. So the first kidnapped guard screaming is a reference to Norwegian uh, painter uh, Edvard Munch's The Scream. The second guard is a parody of Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. Uh, That one I actually recognized. Uh, There are a ton of art uh, references to famous art in this episode uh, that I kind of appreciate. And I'm going to bring them up uh, as we we go through the episode, uh, if I remember. Uh, the third guard in the comic in the comic book panel is a homage to Ray Lichtenstein's work. Or Roy Lichtenstein, sorry. I actually don't know who that is. Yeah, his name. Name, like pop art. Yeah. Mm. I, I actually recognize all three, but I'm not a I'm not a um aficionado. art aficionado by any yeah. any means. Uh, neither am I, and I only recognized one of them, so I am even more of a Philistine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. They can kind of talk and move when they're in the paintings until she like waves her hand and they like get sucked back into the the picture. Yeah. Also, the the line that I uh, quoted verbatim from uh, uh, the the show Hexadecimal. Uh, <clears throat> it is a uh, reference to picture it, if you will, an artist of great talent. Uh, uh, Rod Sterling's introductory line: "Picture it, if you will, for each episode of Night Gallery." Mm. Oh, what was okay? Night so that Gallery? was actually something. It wasn't just her trying to feel sorry for herself. Uh, Night Gallery was a TV series that ran from 1969 to 1973. It was a an American anthology series that ran on ABC, featuring stories of horror and the macabre. Interesting. Sounds like hmm. my my jam. If I was fifty years older, uh, Rod Sterling, who had gained uh, fame from an earlier series, The Twilight Zone, served as both the on-air host of Night Gallery as well as a major contributor of scripts. Oh, okay. I've actually seen a few episodes of that. As soon as you mentioned the Twilight Zone guy. Yeah, so it's kind of like Twilight Zone is what I'm getting from it. I I remember what that is now. Yeah. So Hex uses some sort of like 
like paint fill function, but I just want to point out that's not what happens when she drags it across the screen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it just kind of runs. Yeah, which is why it reminds me of like Paintbrush. Paintbrush had like weird little functions like making it look like graffiti could drip and stuff. Yeah. Well, I didn't say paint fill. I just said paint bucket. Oh, paint bucket. Oh, yeah, you know what? Oh, I wasn't correcting you. I meant the Okay. <laughs> the the show. Um but you're right, maybe the bucket had the drip function function. I I think the in MS Paint the bucket and uh photoshop i think the bucket does actually fill <laughs> it, it does yeah but i remember paintbrush um having different like kind of spray paint functions and one of them like dripped paint maybe maybe i'm crazy <clears throat> but yeah she starts going nuts and uh painting the town red and or- blue or pink in this case. And pink. And various other shades. So all these binomes are running as the buildings and stuff downtown. She just starts going nuts with oh, this yeah. paint. She goes And mad. they're running. And when I was watching it the other night with my partner, she was like, what are they in danger of here? What are they running from? Getting paint on them? <laughs> well, Melting? Well, when it, when I it... just had this shirt dry cleaned, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like when it's uh, when it's rushing out of the out of, uh, when everybody's rushing around downtown, there's like a whole wave of it coming at them. I'd be afraid of just getting smothered by paint. That's fair. She's yeah. straight up murdering bitches here. Yeah, it's just you know, yeah, yeah, wreaking havoc. She starts like gesturing with her hands wildly, and it was pointed out earlier that um, she's Fong said that she's using an alias. To like hack into like the paint program, and I'm like, why would she need to use an alias? Unless that's like a term that I'm not oh, aware with, like uh, another, like a, another, um, you like username. Like well, I think admin? that's how so viruses would get access. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's just weird nice. that it would like, oh no, a virus accessed my paint program. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of uh, viral hacking skills, or yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. People weren't as smart in the nineties, <laughs> or were they? <laughs> hey, man, uh... yourself. I don't. I don't subscribe Sorry, to the. I don't subscribe to the. <laughs> what idea. did you say? <laughs> I said, "Hey, man, speak for yourself." <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't subscribe to the. Um... The concept that like people in the past were were less less intelligent. Oh, okay. My, myself. Okay. I know you were just saying it to be funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like I, I like the the idea of oh man, imagine if you brought like a Roman like soldier like into the present, like how dumb they would be. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like the dude wouldn't like know how to make a house. The guy would like know like. Tons of military strategy. He'd probably speak like five languages. He'd probably and like it's not like we'd hand him a smartphone and he'd smack at it with a bone. He'd probably figure out how to use a smartphone as fast as anyone could. Uh, he, I'm sure he would be he, absolutely he, bewildered by how different the world looks. Uh, probably yeah, to the point of being sure an utter shock. Roman soldier, a smartphone, and he saw himself staring back at himself from the selfie camera, and be like, "What is this?" And he'd just smash everything. I you, I think you, no you think no I, I disagree with both both of you like I I actually think like well, let's human, try ingen- <laughs> human ingenuity is 
I think human ingenuity like is is really like amazing and that humans can adapt and understand like new concepts like incredibly well. I don't think he would like look around and go, "What is this magic?" and smash it on the ground. He'd understand <laughs> it's a tool that like people are using. He'd probably like maybe ask somebody like how it works and stuff like that. Like I I don't I think like, like I don't think like people of the past are these like ignoramuses that I no. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, that's, I, I understand that's, the fundamental point you're getting at. Yeah. About the '90s and computers and yeah, new, new, newcomers to the internet. If anything, I'd say they're smarter. You had sh- you had to figure shit out yourself back then. Yeah. That's right. No yeah. Google. Yeah. Oh God, what did you know? Were, did you did either of you use the internet in the era where like you found websites through hearsay? And like through like coworkers and I remember that like like others uh like friends and stuff like that. Uh, it was magazines for me usually. Yeah. yeah, it was like this weird like Wild West where it's like oh like what's that website like where you can like look up the lyrics of a of a song oh it's like lyrics dot com or like something oh yeah, yeah thanks yeah. right like oh have you like gone to Tub Girl oh what's that God. Uh, what, 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 what is that? <laughs> oh, you know, it's a girl. <laughs> okay. But a lot of God, don't Google it. I won't. I trust there you. There you go. Anyways, <laughs> listeners, that's... for the love of God, don't Google Tub Girl. And definitely not Lemon Party. <laughs> or Goatsy. Yeah. Unless you like seeing goats. <clears throat> you know? No. Anyways, that that's one thing. Like, that's a. Like a uh, one philosophical question, I always like bringing up in dinner parties. It's like, what if you brought like a human from like a thousand years ago into the the modern world? And then I always argue when with people when they say, "Oh, they'd like smash everything and be afraid and call everything like a wizard." So that's oh, that that's a discussion for a different podcast. That, that's a totally different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Uh, I what yeah, mainframe? <laughs> if I, if I may just, if I may just say, I, I wasn't implying any of that. I was just oh no, I was just making a yeah. Okay, yeah, you were just making yeah. <laughs> okay. making a you were just making a thing. Yeah, yeah, a jape, if you will. Yes, a, a, a jpeg. <laughs> yes, he was making a jpeg. Yeah. Perhaps and a speaking, bitmap. Speaking of jpegs, um, or. Or bitmaps, which is what MS Paint would save in by default. <laughs> oh God! So that's true. Hex starts like giving things polka dots and checkers, and it's actually not that bad. It's the melting of buildings and killing mainframe citizens. It's <laughs> yeah. the the bad. <laughs> She's you know, giving like, everything flair. Those random lines between buildings. Yeah, they're they're kind of cool. It's like they disrupt the, air traffic, but it's they're like cool. The pencil function and just start scribbling, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No dicks though. That's good. Not yet. Well, for a kid show. Yeah. 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 yeah probably a good thing. Unrealistic. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hex turns um, the the tour. <laughs> Me- mega megabytes tore into a giant like 
vase with sunflowers in it. And um, that's supposed to be um, Van Gogh's painting. Yes, he's uh, painting yeah. sunflowers. Yep. I feel like I would get more. I, I feel like I would get more out of this episode if I was an art aficionado. Like I said, I'm not, and I still pick a few things. The things yeah. up here. But yeah, before Christopher ends up like telling us because he's got the wiki, uh, Snidler, if you recognize anything, feel free to. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I recognize everything from Van Gogh, Banksy, Edward Munch, um, Da Vinci, <laughs> Picasso. I'm seeing it all. So is there kinda, is there Banksy stuff going on here? Yeah, a little bit. Um, oh wait, we haven't even seen any yet. Sorry, I was. Yeah, I, I don't think, but but point it out when there when there is because I I think I missed it. Yeah, I will. Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll point it out. So, this yeah, is to, kind of funny to to um, progress the the episode here. Uh, a vid window pops up because Megabyte, like after getting the flowers rammed into his like tour tower, <laughs> he yells hexadecimal. Yeah, and she pops up and she's like, "He rang," and she's got like this stupid ass fucking <laughs> grin on her face. <laughs> <laughs> he just colors him up. Yeah, he's like giving her shit. He's like, "I'll make you pay for this," and she's <laughs> like, uh, "What does she say? Like, let's put a smile on your face." No, it's like something about having a long face. <laughs> she just like reaches with her hands, and stretches his face. It's kind of funny. Oh, and then draws a like a draws white a... smirk on him, but it, it makes his mouth unable to open. Yeah. Yeah, it shut. and turns him into like a jester. Yeah, a colorful kinda. jester clown. He it's looks like ridiculous. Green tutu. And then she uses like a cut and paste like function and like stretches him out so he like fills like a huge portion of the sky and like yeah. pastes like a two D JPEG of him up there. So like this is actually extremely dangerous. Like she's able to like manipulate people. Yeah, and creation really. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, wait a second. This is like really dangerous. She can just like take out Megabyte like easy peasy. And uh, now... Quick sidebar on the subject of Megabyte. I would just like to point out uh, that we are recording this on February 5th. Uh, 2021. Uh, February 2nd would have been the late great Tony J, the voice of Megabyte, would have been his 88th birthday. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, we're close to it. So, wow. uh, ha- happy posthumous birthday to the, the late great Tony J. Yeah. He, uh, he left us at he was truly a uh, Truly, one of the greats in voice acting. There was really oh, no, no one had a voice quite like him. No, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty pretty hard one to replicate there. Mm-hmm. Whoa, sorry, coffee. Cup. There you go. That was a toast. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was just gonna say, <laughs> here's to you, Tony. And one um, Tony. yeah, pour one out for Tony. Yeah, and uh, pour one out for my dead Tonys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Will do. Blind. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Tony's tour. Speaking of 
Tories and Tonys. Tories. Tories, there you go. Those dang Tories. Um, <laughs> Those dang Tories, indeed. We got um, Enzo, and he's whipping over to Bob, who's apparently just been chilling at the diner this whole time. Yeah. Produ- producer's note, my ex-wife's name is Tori. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 and uh, Bob and the the biker binome are just like hanging out and he's all like Enzo what's going on blah 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 Enzo's like you should see the tour <laughs> and he's like just hang on I've got Fong online and I'm like what do you mean hang on you've been here the whole time just talking to like Fong on your phone <laughs> he's just yeah, had him on hold for yeah. like the past like six minutes yeah, and Fong's like, Bob, it's worse than I thought. The damage caused by Hexadecimal's painting will become permanent um, the when the reset, when the system yeah. resets. So what is that, yeah. like a system update? Or or is that just like a regular thing? If they've mentioned it before, I can't quite remember. Um, I don't know, maybe when the system like backs up, backs itself up. Or something like that, yeah. Because like... If the system does a like system wide backup, for instance, when uh, if it backs up its current state and it's like covered it like covered with all of this like paint shenanigans, uh, that's going to become like the new backup, so they can't revert to the way things were. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That that's my takeaway from it anyway. And so yeah, they have to disconnect her uh, from the the archives. But they have to do the an undo command to return things to normal before they do that, before they disconnect her. Otherwise, it, it won't matter. It'll be permanent anyways. So yeah, they're so running into two things. They need to undo everything she's done, and they need to disconnect her. Yeah. yeah. But they can't undo it after they disconnect her. They need to do an undo function and then disconnect her, which makes this... It's it's a little convoluted. I'm only understanding it better the second time yeah. I'm watching this. But yeah, they need to do it in that order. Otherwise, it could be permanent, I guess. Because if they hit undo after she's disconnected, then it won't undo anything. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Cheers. Hmm. Yes. Mm. And uh, Bob's like, I guess that means I gotta go to her lair. <clears throat> Boy. Oh, <laughs> blow me down! <laughs> and he's like, "It's very important, Bob." Fong's like, "Once you have undone the paint, I will break the link." Blah blah blah. And then he's like, "And remember the most important thing of all." And of and course, then, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no, go on. Like he freezes, and in the vid window, a really like shitty like little image of a of an eraser an pops eraser. up and just yeah, like straight. erases his head. Yeah, straight up like a grade school or grade slash elementary yeah. school eraser like comes up over the screen and erases his head and is replaced with a green apple. Yeah. An allusion to the son of men by Belgian it, surrealist artist Rene Marguerite. And it's it's wearing glasses <laughs> and it has Fong's nose. Oh, it's it's Fong's little glasses, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> and a little sign pops up says fifty P a pound for apples. Wow. Which is funny because that's also British. 50 yeah, pence. fifty pence. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a, it's a good cost for, for apples. Yeah, not bad at all. Well, I mean, it's like a buck here, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually, well, yeah, it's more expensive. Well, and this was, yeah, what, 1995, so. It's true. <laughs> and inflation so, is already. I yeah, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be like three times that by now. Oh, dear. Would it? I don't know. <laughs> no, inflation's and, been nuts since the 90s. No. And Thanks. yeah, yeah, Hex. Yeah. Hex is like, oh, Fong, now you really are the keeper of the core. <laughs> and I'm like, burm, 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 burm. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> that's I, a that's a that's a dad joke coming from Hex. It's a mom joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she finds it funny, though. Oh, yeah. I, f- I find it funny. I chuckled. Good. I chuckled. <laughs> and she cut, uh, caught like cuts and pastes uh, Fong on the other side of the um, the uh, yeah, sunflowers. Yeah, on the yeah. tour. So now there's a Jester Megabyte and a, an Apple Fong <laughs> hanging an out in the sky. Fong. Apple Fong. Apple Fong cereal. Apple Fong. Apple Fong. Apple Fong. Apple Fong. Boom. Apple Fong. Apple iPhone. Yeah. The iPhone. The iPhone 5. The iPhone 5. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. You predicted the iPhone. Yeah. Over a decade later. Yeah. It took a while, but it's here. Yeah, so things are not going good. Like she has like godlike powers going on here. Yeah. Hexadecimal. And um Bob even like goes to use glitch for something to radio dot maybe. And his glitch melts and mm. just falls on the ground. Yeah. And yeah, and uh yeah, dot uh pops in on a vid window uh, to get in touch with them, but then, like, black paint just, like, starts Xing her out. Mm-hmm. And uh, zip boards start melting, and there goes Bob's new bike as well, because it melts. Oh, man. It's a classic. <laughs> and then he's like, well, Enzo, looks like we've got a communications blackout. And I'm like, oh, man, they're really trying with the word. <laughs> We're playing here, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, the buildings are slowly melting in the background. The trees are fine. Yeah, the the trees still uh, look the, mine, the, like Minecraft the, the trees. Minecraft They're trees, fine. yeah. <laughs> no one's ta- no one ta- no one's taken a diamond pickaxe to them yet. Yeah, a diamond pickaxe. Who are you? Someone who's never played <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> Yes. You uh, should know when you use the wrong tool for the job that it takes um um more charges out of the item. Oh you would never right, use right. a pickaxe on a tree. Come you, would now. A, you would use what, a regular axe? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you still glitch. made of diamond. It could be a diamond axe. Keeps glitch. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> just be like glitch Minecraft and everything just blows up. <laughs> At a smooth, <laughs> smooth 12 frames per second. <laughs> yeah, we, so we got some, what, Salvador, Dali, like, 
melting shit going on here. Yeah. Is there anything else I'm missing? Uh, I don't know what the fish is supposed to be. The the fish without a face. It's weird. Yeah, is that a thing? And and it's got like teeth, but you can see an outline where there should be a jaw, but there's like just the teeth. Or uh, a face. Strange. It has no fins. Yeah. There's yeah, like, there's the the melting clocks that Salvador Dali. Uh, what do we got here? There's some like vid windows. Um, there's like an upright piano. I'm not really catching if there is any skull. other. Oh yeah, what's the skull? I don't. Know. Don't really know. I just figured it was Salvador Dali esque stuff. Yeah. It looks like they're walking in the middle of a desert. Yeah, this is weird. I've never seen this part of mainframe, but yeah. And um, for some reason, Bob's like, "Okay, you have to go to get get to Dot," and he fills her in on the plan. Like he's gonna hit undo, and then they have to disconnect um, uh, Hex from the the archive. Mm. But like in that order, so he's gonna send um, him a, a signal. So don't do anything until you get my signal. But Enzo's like, okay, what's the signal? And he's like, I don't know, but you'll recognize when you see it. God, that is such a trope. <laughs> it is. From yeah. the time. Yeah. Not so much nowadays, but like especially at the time in like kids shows and kind of network TV in general, people like there would always be a character who would be like, do the thing, but wait for my signal. What's the signal? I don't know, know. but you'll know it when you see it. Yeah, but I'm like, I that's really vague considering like the sky is being filled with signals (laughs) and like like buildings are melting. Like, what he's gonna like make another sun? (laughs) Like when shit's going like bananas, I'm I'm gonna need something better. But it's all they got. They they're flying by the seed of their something, by the skin of their teeth, by the seed of their teeth. The teeth of their seat. Yeah, and Bob's like, the ah, feet of their drum. Yeah, Bob's like, <laughs> I gotta take another one for the team and hope my good looks, charm, and guardian dick will save the day again. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> and his laugh there kind of reminds me of uh, Sniddler. <laughs> like the awkward. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how he laughs here. He like makes a joke about his like charm and good looks, uh. and he goes. <laughs> uh, and Enzo and Frisket just give him like the most ridiculous look ever and then shake just their heads as they walk away. All right, Hex. Hello? Oh. Hello? I think we lost Christopher. Uh-oh. Christopher. Christopher. Go towards the light. I mean, don't go towards the don't light. Don't go towards the light. Help! Uh, are you still there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh okay. there he is. Hey, what's up? You totally <laughs> cut off there. You're like, all right, Hex. Prepare to meet your worst critic. There we are. Not that he's a good <laughs> critic, that he, that he's bad at being a critic. Yeah, it's double meaning. A double entendre. Yes. <laughs> See, yes. I don't know art, but I know words. <laughs> yes, the, Christopher knows yeah. knows words. That's his thing. <clears throat> and um, we, for some reason, okay, what is going on here? We got Mike the TV, the fashionable um, 
TV industry binome that uh, that Snidler uh, fancies. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, hey, it's yeah. your girlfriend. Hey, there she yeah. is. And there's Banksy. Where? Which? What am I looking at? Uh, or he looks at this. I think it was a tree at one point. Oh, the tree! Like I need With to the go dog back. And the and dog and the people. The dog and the people. What? Yeah. One sec. I'm zooming in. Where we got here? Oh, the big white block. Yeah. Up there. Oh. Oh, I never even noticed that the first time. I just saw um, like the thinker. Oh uh, yeah, the statue. thinker that keeps getting distracted. Yeah. Yeah, and um, my least favorite art in the eternity of anything art, the stupid like, like block pop art in the background. Oh, which one's that? The the thick black lines with the primary colors. No, no, I'm I'm fine with that. Even mm. that's not offensive to my um um that's not offensive to my <clears throat> my senses um. But like I get like Andy Warhol vibes from all the duplicate like high contrast pictures of Dot's face. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is because it is a uh, direct reference to Andy Warhol's yeah. Marilyn Monroe silkscreen piece from I, 1967. If I might get absolutely torn apart for saying this by any artists like <laughs> listening, I don't think Andy Warhol is an artist. I. Don't well, it's been fun. Any... This has been another episode oh, okay. of Alphanumeric. <laughs> I I don't think there's anything like fucking outstanding about like doing ca- like a can of like Campbell's soup as a painting, and I yeah, that that's just like floofy like art pretentiousness. Yeah, I. Yeah. But I mean, hey, he's a famous artist that retired. Um, Wealthy, and I'm not. So what? What the fuck do I know, right? <laughs> We're just three dudes sitting in front of computers, <laughs> watching a 25 year old cartoon, talking about <laughs> artists we know nothing about. <laughs> well, apparently, I know some some stuff. Uh, well, more than I don't know more what the than I do. Supposed to be. Wow. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Andy Warhol. <clears throat> Anyways. Moving on, we got uh, the thinker in the back. Um, who's the artist who did those like solid black lines with like the squares of red and blue? Um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't remember the name. Um, it's on the uh, Christopher. The, you've got the wiki. Uh, the trees are a reference to the persistence of memory by Salvador Dali. Oh, the trees in this scene. Yeah. Over the oh, melting blocks. Yeah, they were the melting clocks. Uh, the the clocks and the the trees are both references to that same oh, piece. I I know. Sorry, I moved on to the um the place with um where Mike the TV is. Yeah, I know. Oh, I don't think there are any so Salvador the, Dali parts with, with all the with all the music all over them. The the blue and white. Yeah, I'm on. No. I'm on the same scene as you guys are. I. Don't think so, because in uh, Salvador Dali's paintings, uh, there are no leaves on the trees. I'm I'm just watching the video and reading a uh, reading a wiki. Mm. I don't know anything about it beyond that. I've got mm. the art up right now, and the persistence of memory just has dead trees mm-hmm. in it. 
Yeah, that was the last scene. But anyways, uh, we got Minecraft trees. We got some Banksy. We got some... <laughs> um, Christopher, uh, you're reading the thing. Uh, anything about the buildings? The red and blue blocks? I know... It was it was pretty it was big in in the eighties. Trying. Um. Yeah, I don't see anything. Oh, mon mon mondian mondrian. But uh, let me Google this here. Mondo. <laughs> oh, pa mondrian. Yes, a well-known work of art, Mondrian contributes to abstract visual language in a large way despite using a relatively small canvas. And their art is famous for those straight black lines and the oh. um, the solid blocks of blue, yellow, and red. And it's known as the composition with red, blue, and yellow. That's one of their more famous, yeah. famous paintings. Hmm. Yeah, so there's that. But anyways, Mike the TV is um making a documentary? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like talking about art out of his ass like I do, and it zooms in on um the thing I don't like with uh the with Dot and the uh, the Andy Warhol <laughs> high contrast painting, yeah, yeah, and uh, you get a nice shot of hairdresser binome, artist <laughs> binome, I guess, and Bob pops in to hijack the documentary camera. Yep, are we here? Yeah, I was a bit. I was a bit ahead. Yeah, Christopher, I wasn't trying to uh, argue with you there. I was just explaining the Salvador Dali painting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, admittedly, I know nothing about uh, art. <laughs> I, I actually, I find this episode like painfully boring. Um, oh, when I was a kid, I, I absolutely was like, and, uh, I barely remembered it. I, I don't remember this episode at all. I swear I've never seen it before. Like I was saying earlier, like I feel like I would get more out of this episode if I had an appreciation for art, but I don't really. Mm. So like I, I respect all of the like little references filled throughout the episode, but like none of them are doing anything for me. <laughs> so for me, like it's very like it's very academic because like I'm just reading like a wiki. Right, right, yeah. I'm just reading like a wiki entry, being like, "Oh, this thing is a reference to this thing. This thing is a reference to this thing." I don't really understand the references. But... Uh, the um... cool. I respect that they're there. So it, Enzo. Yeah, I I like it too. Uh, much of it is not even really like a reference. A lot of it's just like bright, wacky, like colors that make your eyes bleed. <laughs> like where Enzo is, he's like walking along a. So what's happening here? He's following Frisket, and he's going on a wacky like labyrinthine adventure. Yeah. And something that looks like a Gario <laughs> polka dots the the building that he's like coming out of. Apparently, because... some of the uh, the various w vid windows that they walked past were a uh, 
parodies of American pop artist Peter Max's cosmic 60s design style. Wow. Oh, what the Which heck? is a design style I have seen before, but I didn't know what it was. Oh, that's what that stuff is. Yeah. I've never yeah, I've never I've never I, associated I, I've seen that, that with I've, anyone. I've seen that art style uh, homaged before, but <laughs> um it's funny how you like when you find out like things that especially like in the contemporary times, like you see things that are just like kind of like part of like especially in marketing like part of like just like kind of the everyday style but then you start finding out like uh what its origins are the roots of what yeah yeah uh, i didn't realize that i just googled it like that very um uh and uh listeners i actually i I mentioned uh last week watching they live i did actually go and watch it nice Uh, um and there is some of the uh style like um so uh to to catch people up that movie uh is about basically rowdy roddy piper gets some glasses that let him (laughs) see through uh see through this like uh kind of haze that these alien invaders have put over everyone and like they're they're using uh subliminal messaging to like uh control the masses and yada 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 uh so but these glasses let him see through all of that. And so when he looks at like wearing these glass, when he's not wearing the glasses, he'll look at like a billboard for like, I don't know, toothpaste or something. And, but when he looks at it, it will just be like a white canvas with big black letters that say obey. Oh, and that that's is a, what that's in reference to. And like, that is actually a really like kind of postmodernist style that you see a lot nowadays. Mm-hmm. Just like even in a lot of marketing, which is kind of ironic, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like it straight up, like it was directly inspired by that film. Huh? Yeah, I can totally see that. I didn't realize that was from that movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's cool. It's cool to see, like, like I was saying, it's cool to see things that, uh, that we kind of just see like pieces like art styles that we kind of just see in everyday life now to kind of see like where their Genesis was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why I kind of find the, the topic of like artists and their inspiration and stuff. Interesting too. Hmm. Or you can just be a mega troll like Andy Warhol and just like get away with doing anything and people will clap like cans of Campbell soup. Yeah. Yeah. Any. <laughs> Anyways, my distaste for certain art aside, we have. Uh, I actually don't know if this is supposed to be anything. We have a whole bunch of like metallic sculptures. I thought they were nulls at first, but no, they're just like liquidy looking, like sculptures that are like splash paint. And Frisket leads Enzo to, I guess Dot. Who's on a slide? It looks terrifying. Are you? Are you? Do you not like stuff like that? Uh, well, I don't like heights for one. Um, I also don't like. This is kind of hard to describe, but like, I don't like moving when I'm 
not the one creating my forward momentum. Y- yes. So it's um, why like I don't like <clears throat> ice skating. I don't like skateboarding. I don't even really like riding bikes. Okay. Although that's much to a lesser extent, but uh, because it's like I'm not the one like like physically like driving myself forward, uh, I don't really like that. I get that to some degree. So to 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 ju- to comment on what you said, for me, skateboarding is me propelling myself. I I'm in control of the tool that I'm I'm using, right? Um, yeah, same yeah. Thing with driving or using a bike, right? Mm. When for me that fear pops in, it's the same thing. I don't like moving when I'm not in control, but that applies to like um, like carnival rides. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like the ones that slingshot you, or the ones that fire you up into the air like super fast and then drop you. None of that shit. I I don't like that like at all. Hmm. But like when it's self-propelled things, like just working on my own energy that I'm putting into it, like skateboarding or bikes or whatever, I'm I'm cool with. But like, like yeah, the the drop zone or like those slingshots or like salt and pepper shaker, even though like you know twelve-year-olds go on on those things all the time and have a blast. That's it's not for me. <laughs> I guess uh, to be fair, I think that's what that's what about though as uh, you know you you know you're not in control kind of like thrill of of um trusting the seatbelt. <laughs> not for me not for me my friend <laughs> yeah you, you, you like you make a things? good you make a good point though yeah like it's, a lot it, of people go on there to like conquer that kind of that fear that uh, but it's also like you know like holy crap you because it's 50 50 you know holy crap i'm never gonna do too much or oh my gosh i love that so much i'm gonna go back on you know so it's really you are in contr- you're, you're more in control of the outcome of those things um huh. but may, you may not be in control of what's going on while it's happening but i don't like whether it. you want to go again <laughs> is completely up to you you know anyway sorry that's my philosophical uh no that's yeah <laughs> I, I i get that yeah it's so like I why, get what both of you are saying. It's like yeah. why do people watch horror movies or like go to escape or like go to like escape rooms or things like that? Because like yeah. they like although the act of being scared is well or afraid is being is not necessarily pleasant. Like it, there is like a certain rush that you can get out of it. And it, you know, like there's also uh, there's also that thing like how do you cope under you know those kinds of circumstances, you know, whether they, whether they're real or fake, you know, how do you cope under pressure? How do you uh, deal with just, yourself? How do you deal with others? Oh, with escape deal... rooms, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good at escape rooms. Well, that's cool. I suck at puzzles. So I, I I'm sm- good I at smash stuff. Like the a Roman social soldier. part. <laughs> like a Roman <laughs> soldier. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm not good at pu- well puzzles, but I'm good mm. at um, directing people as to okay, we've spent enough time on that. Can I get like somebody to help me with this? Or oh, I don't yeah. think this is actually a clue. I think this is a red herring. Let's like move on. Like mm-hmm. organizing like the group when it, when when it comes to puzzles, I'm like a five out of ten. I am yeah. seldom the one that's figuring the puzzles out in an escape room, and my value is in 
logically trying to imagine how the game would be set up yeah and what the next part is i i'm more hack and or slash and not you know rather than scuzzy (laughs) i'm more useful than smart (laughs) uh i've been in a few escape rooms before and almost every time and i'm I'm gonna sound like a bit of an asshole here uh but and almost like every time every time i've been in one i have walked out of them feeling like i would have been way more successful if i was in there by myself yeah i get that that's that's why somebody to come in and understand and like socially organize people is one of the more important parts and if you go in and then leave feeling like frustrated like wow i would have done better by myself it's because there wasn't a lot of there wasn't any organizing organization it was everyone kind of like going off and doing their own thing it's not like, okay, regroup. Like, what did you find out? What do we think here? Hey, there's this here. I find 20 minutes in sometimes somebody might be like, man, I don't know where this key is. And this other person's like, man, that thing over there is locked. And they're like, huh? What thing? Oh, yeah. you have a key? And it's like, if it was communicated like 10 minutes sooner that those two things lined up, you would have been progressed 10 minutes faster. Yeah. And it's just everybody like doing a free for all, like trying to like puzzles, but like, it that that doesn't work so no. maybe maybe christopher you would like doing an escape room with i because i i basically sit in the middle of everything and go hey like this looks like this fits over here why do, why don't you talk to this person they they solved this code <clears throat> i'm the manager <laughs> i'm the manager of uh escape room groups yeah, I've tried. Just nobody really listens. They just keep going on their their own merry little way, and I'm uh, like, all right. Yeah, a lot of people are kind of like they they solo things, and that's the point of escape rooms is you literally can't beat it on your own. Yeah, yeah. So they can be kind of disappointing and frustrating. Yeah, I've gone to them like three times, and like every time, I've kind of walked out of them being like. Well, I should have just done that by myself. <laughs> Next time. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, we're we're way off topic. So uh, we're at the, the principal office, and it's covered in uh, some... Uh, some Michelangelo. Some, some Michelangelo. A yeah. uh, totally radical uh, Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah. Covered in some Ninja Turtle art. <laughs> <laughs> no, like so, uh, some dude, like like being gay with like another dude in the clouds, something <laughs> like that, right? Okay. <laughs> yes, that exactly. Adam. Yes, a- Adam touching God. Um, but yes, it's uh the the Ooh, roof right. of the, the roof of the Sistine Chapel. Um, yeah, by yeah. uh Michelangelo. This is something I actually recognized. Oh, because, I'd, I'd hope, I'd hope so. <laughs> because I'm, I probably like. 99% of people watching this would recognize it. So hopefully, yeah. I feel like that about the the Mona Lisa earlier too. Exactly. And the, yeah. and the scream, yeah. I'm like, come yeah. on people. <laughs> yeah. So uh Dot uh gets to the bottom of the slide and she finds that the like doorway to what is it, the archives? The, the, the archive archives? room. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh has been blown open. And she's like, wow, not even Megabyte could do this. Yeah. Part and of me then, is like, yeah, he can. 
<laughs> what are you talking about? Well, yeah, he punched into it a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> did, did he? Oh, not, was it this? Not through the front door, mind you, but... Uh, no. No, through, through the floor. Yeah, his, uh, through, his cronies uh, stole energy from the game to punch through. Through, through oh, the right. floor of a transfinite uh, facility. Whoa. So it, it is finite. You're right. Strange. Take that, mainframe. <laughs> Take that, creators. There's another hole. <laughs> like the one and in the this floor. door. And the yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. My actually... transformer. <laughs> <laughs> My archives. Um. It doesn't I look like she, she she blew open the uh, the door. It looks like she took like a, a cut command on the uh, pain program. And then stretched it open or something. I well, it looks like he just like snipped away at the doors. Yeah, is, it doesn't. You know, it's pretty clever when you're dealing with a, you know, a hacker. I want to know why Hexadecimal made a giant slide that took Dot all the way across mainframe to drop her <laughs> right in front of the place she needed to be. Yeah, you know, I, I, well that one <laughs> chaotic. She doesn't plan. She doesn't plan. Didn't shoot her way off into the Energon Ocean. Nope. No, dropped her right where she wanted to go. Nope. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> so we're uh, so Bob and Mike are walking <laughs> through uh, lost angles, and there are a bunch of like giant nulls <laughs> with Bob's face, with like two dimensional like that is cutouts of Bob's face. So but on the eyes, and this is some the eyes in different shit. place. Yeah. The, yeah, the giant gnome sculptures sculptures that are like stuck in place yeah they, they're wearing like bob masks but they have their eyes in different places on the face yeah. that is some horrific nightmarish shit yeah friggin', what do you think freaking french uh french what is it the national anthem is playing because they're walking through that arch that's in france Oh, um, da, 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 da. yeah. Um, the mural on the ground where they are. Uh, what freaking artist is that? The one with like the big white eye and like the the nose curve and it like uses simple lines. Huh? Dang it! Is it a French artist? Oh, that one. Um, I don't know who that is i've seen it before picasso or something what uh picasso when they don't put the eyes everywhere uh cloud monet's sea roses perhaps oh that might be it or uh the french painter the french painting the bridge at argentue hmm i don't know i don't know just seeing things that are like mapped onto the the pavement, according to the the reboot. Yeah, Ricky. the pavement stuff. Oh, that's that like Ripley reflection reflection thing. Oh, I, you know what? I feel bad, but I'm gonna move on. I can't figure out who the uh, those blue faces with like the the white dreads on yeah. them are. Oh, the, oh, you know what? Hang on, go back. Oh, let me have a look here. I'm gonna guess that those are mocking bob in a way because oh, there's a lot of to, there's are. a lot of bob in this because even mike makes a reference what about the bull 
Oh yeah, he ma he makes a reference to uh, hexadecimal's blue period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those yeah. nulls are fucking nightmarish. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is weird. Yeah, so he. Period. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, he actually turns blue. Yeah. Needed that. So this is weird. He had planned like Bob doesn't have a plan and he's just making it up as he goes because he's got the camera. Yeah. Right? So, which means this cardboard cutout thing that's happening. Oh, yeah, the copy paste. Where, as he's whatever. walking, like, there's, like, a co cardboard copy behind him. Yeah. If that didn't pop up, Bob wouldn't have had a plan. Exactly. So, thank you <laughs> to Mike the TV for pointing out he's being annoyed by it. Okay. It's kind of funny because he didn't mention that that was happening before. He just said, I wish you'd stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's enough of you, okay? Yeah. That's enough of you. <laughs> some of the cutouts of Bob have a uh, glitch on them, and some don't. What? Huh. Oh, that's actually a really good catch. Good catch, yeah. I'm going to go back here. Let me see. Mm. Uh... I'd like to take credit for it, but that is also per the reboot wiki. Oh. <laughs> oh. I would have never, ever had I, I'm, that. I'm noticing it now. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That That is. That's the only difference between all of them. Yeah, and they Whoa, alternate, too. So, like, one one will have glitch, one won't, and then the next one will, and then the next won't. Yeah. What the heck? What, why? I don't know. Art. They went wild with this episode. Yeah. It's art, damn it. They banksied this episode, man. <laughs> Oh, by the way, the uh, the the artist that I was trying to come up with for the Banksy art was uh, um, um, Banksy was the style of art. The artist was Keith Haring. Keith Haring. Yeah, <clears throat> he's the one who does like those like cool oh, people the, with like the the, the, the solid and... colored people and like the dog, and they have like crazy like um, uh, body like, positions. Yeah, like thick uh, black jumping lines up. And, uh, yeah, yeah. No expression, just solid, it. solid colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two-headed dog. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's what that was. Yeah. Oh yeah, like fun the, the facts all part. around. In case any of, uh, in case anybody was listening and going, "Oh come on, it was Herring," you know. Yeah, <laughs> it was Keith Herring. You fucking peasants. <laughs> <laughs> you Philistines. Philistine. Um, there probably are people looking at us about the uh, yeah. Uh, it, viewers, if you know who any of these artists are, the ones that we're completely missing, please. We don't care. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Please tell us. Oh wait, and no, I was saying I don't. I care. love. I love how I actually really love how uh, Hexadecimal's tower, like Lost Angles. Like her actual, like, I love how that one's drawn up because it's just a bunch of like random red and black scribbles and strange looking designs. Almost oh. very, very hex herself. But it looks like a lot of like really punk rock graffiti, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I dig that. Yeah. We're, we're in the archives for a second and like oh, sorry, Enzo yeah. does, some, does some dumbass shit. There's um a D like a helix, double helix, like going yeah, yeah. Up, as in helix. Do. And 
and there's a vid window staircase and then just a bottomless like pit i guess and she and enzo with by the way we didn't mention frisket shrunk for some oh, reason yes. he's like super tiny and he's hanging out on his hat like a little pocket monster and Pokemon he's like it's frisket. easy sis like this you just jump on them and use them as steps and he takes one fucking step and immediately falls off <laughs> but i'm like yeah yeah that's that's something a 10 year old would do yeah and then what's happening here christopher he falls into windows turns into vid windows uh yeah he falls and uh starts as he's going down like various parts of his body start hitting vid windows like his arm his, his limbs start hitting vid windows and the vid windows change to like whatever part of his body that uh uh impacted it oh that's what's going on so, so when like his whole it, body hits one so yeah so like his hand hits a vid window uh, as he's falling down and then suddenly the vid window has an image of his hand on it and then eventually uh, his whole body hits a window and uh, that becomes part of his torso. So now he is just a series of vid windows. Yeah, and they're that all is, like that, moving around. That is some nightmare shit right there. Yeah. There, there's a lot of nightmare, <laughs> nightmarish <laughs> stuff in this. <laughs> if you think about it too long. Or yeah. is he more powerful in this form now more than ever? Well, we'll find out momentarily. Um, yes. uh, Mike and Bob are... We're back at Mike and Bob, and Scuzzy shows up, and now Scuzzy like, just grows to like huge proportions. He's a giant yeah. Scuzzy? Yeah, he's yeah, like the size good. of a... Size know. of a Mack truck, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> size of a bus, we'll say. Size it's of a, a Mack Scuzzy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and for some reason, they do a weird like logic leap to me um mike the tv turns he's like master you know what this means don't you soup's on um (laughs) (laughs) Uh, come and get it that was was good (laughs) carry on (laughs) um sorry he's impersonating what is it like frankenstein's assistant because oh, he turns yeah. to Bob and he's like, Master, Igor. you know what this means, don't you? Igor, yeah. And Bob's like, yeah, Hex can enlarge as well. And I'm like, uh, is that more dangerous than what she's doing now? That's a weird... <sighs> well, in this exact close. scene, kind of, because okay. now <laughs> Scuzzy is huge and chasing them around. He yeah. wishes there was a giant Hex to step on him. <laughs> no okay moving on <laughs> or or is that just you or is that just me I... <laughs> find out next week on alpha numeric <laughs> the answer yes <laughs> hey spoilers hey. <laughs> hey i don't know the answer i just said yes that's his guess <laughs> Oh, they okay. they they have to listen next week to find out. <laughs> yeah, so so they run from Scuzzy and it, speaking of stepping on faces, um, and wishing to be Enzo, um, <laughs> jumps down from her platform and lands on the vid window where Enzo's faces. I like this point of view shot. Yeah, it was great. You could probably guess yeah, why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she starts lecturing him, and I'm like, go on. <laughs> and she's like, I told you it was dangerous. Duh. 
And she's like stepping on the vid window where his face is in her heels. And I'm like, hmm. Kind of okay. Like, where is okay. BSNP in this episode? <laughs> hey, man. Um, talking <laughs> about hockey? No way. Because um, that, that exec who was like really worried about incest during talent night would be like, would be sweating right about now. <laughs> um, Enzo, yeah, so. And she's yes. like, she's like, helps, like, sis, I'm stuck. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, then, anyways. He, then he figures out that he can, uh, uh, he can stretch himself out at will. So he does, and he uses his newfound vid window powers to uh, make Dot a stairwell with his arm. Let's see. Oh, they actually say fully functional in um, this part where Bob and Mike are running from Scuzzy. They split up, and yep. so did Scuzzy. He splits into two. And um, well, shit. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> well, <laughs> He's shit. like, not you. I don't think it got smaller either. It just copied itself not yeah. you and he's like Cop- paint system. copy and pasted yeah paint system fully functional sir and i'm like hmm are you <laughs> anyways yada 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 dot like stomps on enzo's face a bit awesome. like christopher said he can like control the vid windows he 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 becomes lawnmower man <laughs> and helps dot reach the um what is she reaching here? Um, the the core program for paintbrush. Mm. The goal. The goal. Yes, the convoluted thing that they were supposed to do in the archives. Oh, you know what? I just realized there's no game in this episode. This is the game. Yeah. It's Can you imagine big. a game on top of this? Oh my gosh! Oh god! That would be a, that would be <laughs> a third episode. A third episode in a row of games being corrupted. Yeah, yeah and Hex would yeah. be inside. I need to see Hex in a game. <clears throat> Want to see her reboot? No, she doesn't have on. an icon to reboot. True. That's true. That is true. Sorry, I just wanted to destroy. How any did? Joke. <laughs> Well, what? That uh, it's up not a, that... it's not entirely destroyed though, because um, well, let's just say I've seen this entire series. <laughs> yep. But uh, sorry. So yeah, Hexadecimal comes and saves Bob and Mike. Like she just teleports and she's like, "Now, now, Scuzzy, bad doggy, the guardian is mine," and she like drags her claws across her chest. And he blinks, and this is the where the question pops up uh, for me to you: How long do you think one fuck session with hexadecimal should keep mainframe safe? Uh, is Bob fully functional? Yes. <laughs> uh. Find out next week on Alpha Numeric. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he, he should take one for the team. Like I said in my synopsis of the episode. But we know the, of the ti- episode. We know the time moves differently in mainframe, though. <clears throat> right. Mm. So. I think that's part of a Guardian's duties. <laughs> and what, what if he uh, takes her into a game to get busy? That changes things entirely. 
I shut up and take my money. <laughs> what if he takes her into a hentai game? Holy Ooh. shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, who do we pay to make this happen? <laughs> <laughs> Zondag Entertainment. <laughs> to be like, like, what, like one of those weird uh, like Japanese games where like you like just grope women on the subway. <laughs> well, I've never heard of those games, but I, I'm familiar with H games. And usually there's a, a bunch of different like girls or like women that are dateable in them. So I imagine if Hexadecimal went into one and Bob was in there and they need to stop the user, she it would, would be, be... An, she would be an unlockable character. She would, would be, be... A, she would be the character that you would have to unlock by like successfully max dating every other woman in the game. Ah, uh, so she'd be like the the secret secret ending. Yeah. There you go. What so this would be weird if they were in an age game and Bob needs to make the user lose, it would be him playing the best friend, cock blocking him at every opportunity. <laughs> Cuz they they need to make the lo- the user lose, right? Yeah. Huh. Oh, man. oh man, Bob reboots into one of the dates. <laughs> oh, just like shoots the, the user down. Type. He yeah. just shoot, just shoots the user down like constantly. That would be so <clears throat> weird. I actually kind of do want to see this now. And then, like, by slowly over the episode, he's like, he he's like getting like he's trying to resist the urge of like actually being charmed by the user. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, no, have to save mainframe. <laughs> he has to like <laughs> keep slapping himself in the face. Like, I gotta snap out of this. But the funny thing is, he still looks like Bob. He's just wearing like <laughs> different women's clothes. Yeah. But the user doesn't even notice. <laughs> I gotta snap out of it. And he's just like, what the hell? It's so, this game's so hard to get laid. <laughs> Challenge oh. accepted. <laughs> Anyways, there's our thought experiment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you didn't yes. ask for it, we delivered, and now here we are. Yeah. yeah. Just like every week, you didn't ask for it, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, so Welcome basically... Welcome Bob... kings. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> We're the princes of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Woo! Uh, <laughs> so, sorry, I so am immortal. The... I have inside me blood of kings. I have no equal. <laughs> <laughs> no man can be my. Man, no rival. Never. I have no rival. Ri- I have no right. Ri- yeah, that's why I got confused. Yeah, I have no, no man rival. can be my equal. I have nothing to add to this. <laughs> That's okay. That you're better for it. You're making this podcast better by not engaging with, with us. Uh, so, um, I should tell you how interested I am in this episode. Mm, yeah. The yeah, we're making it. We're making. Well, uh, Aiden, Aiden, and I are seem to be actually. Uh, but the 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 summary is Bob is like he bullshits really badly like quite all like hexadecimal is really naive and he's like oh we're here to uh 
to interview you for a documentary with such a famous artist living right here in Mainframe. Isn't that right, Mike? And he, like, hits Mike, and he's like, oh, y- yeah. Sure. And she's Why like, not? oh, okay. Well, just let me go put my face on. <laughs> I thought she was going to go change outfits or something, but nope. I actually feel kind of bad for her here just a little bit because, like, she clearly wants to be recognized as an artist. And here yeah. comes Bob, the dude that she's like head over heels for, with Mike being like, We appreciate your art. We <sighs> want to make a documentary about you. And she's like, Oh, great genuinely excited that's why i think it's actually more merciful to just like go and bang her and i'll take <laughs> one for the team of mainframe but yeah when it but yeah it's a it, it's all just like a big ruse to stop her and i i i feel a little bit of sympathy for her because she's uh, like yeah. from her perspective she's like just trying to do a creative endeavor and they're totally not evil at all <laughs> <laughs> totally not evil at all just ignore all the buildings crumbling and, and melting and, and the binomes and, being drowned in paint. Yeah, ignore yeah. that. They're ex- oh, they're, that yeah. they're 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 uh, they're explore- exploiting her vulnerability here. S- small small price to pay for fame and fortune. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm mm. on, I understand both of your points now. Like <laughs> like eight <laughs> like Snidler kind of like poking fun at what you were saying it's just like oh no poor hexadecimal like murdering binomes and (laughs) (laughs) like potentially destroying the system but yeah it's like they're manipulating her ego but like to stop a supervillain so do the do the ends justify the means because let's assume dun dun and morality who's who is true evil well, it certainly ain't Mike. <laughs> Mike's just a TV. There's a there's a flash of like lightning light that usually accompanies Hex teleporting, right? Yeah, I've noticed that that's a a thing now. And yeah. she's right behind them, like in an interview chair. And I'm like, where was she when you two were talking about the plan? Mm. I guess out of earshot. Putting on, putting on her face. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so they do the faux interview. And there's a bunch of art I don't recognize in the background. And a bunch of pixelated... Oh. There's something uh, that kind of looks like a Picasso. Uh, there's one a of, red line. One of Hex's blue. portraits is stylized and swirling like Dutch oh, artist I see it. Van Gogh's no. The Starry Night. The swirly one. Where the fr- oh, I see it now. It's moving. It's animated. It's behind Mike. Cool. Ugh. One of the portraits in Hex's lair is a small replica of Voice of Fire by American expressionist Barrett Newman from 1967. Mike, the TV's narration of her paintings indicates an impact created by her work. This was an homage to a large controversy in Canada in 1989 when the government bought. Voice of Fire for 1.8 million Canadian dollars. This outraged many Canadians as it was just a red stripe and many felt it was not worth that much taxpayer money. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. In the 80s, the Canadian government spent over a million dollars almost 2 million. 
buying almost two mil one point what nine eight one point eight yeah yeah buying that red stripe with the blue borders yeah and apparently uh, Canadians were pissed and you know what uh, if I was older than four years old in 1989, <laughs> I would have been pissed too. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pissed now. <laughs> there is a Picasso painting in the background of Hexadecimal and Bob. Oh, I, I, com- I commented about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, but I didn't, I didn't realize that. that. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, Christopher mentioned there's a Picasso. There's like this, but I didn't notice that it was of yeah. Bob and Hex kissing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even see that either. It's I just right, saw the hex it's right beside yeah. hexadecimal. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I actually like that one. Like, <laughs> it is. I really like that one. It's, it's, it's cool. Well, now I know what to get you for your birthday. <laughs> Specifically that. Thank you. <laughs> just like a big ass print of that. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, <laughs> hex crosses her legs and she turns to Bob and she's like, "I'm ready for my close up." And Bob's just sitting there, almost like completely not moving, as if he's a cardboard cutout. And she she quirks an eyebrow, and like tele telekinesis pushes it over. Yeah, because just before this, we saw a shot of Bob from uh, a back shot of Bob, and he had like a little cardboard cutout of himself holding a camera behind his. Oh, back. that was part of his his like plan. Yeah. Yeah. And behind the set, oh, Hex loses it. She goes nuts, and she starts like slashing at the furniture and the paintings. Yeah. And behind the set, um, Bob has her paint pro- paintbrush program open. And he's like rapidly trying to... What is he doing here? Undo everything, it looks like. He's like grabbing all the projects and before he hits undo all... Hmm. And when he does that, um, Dot and Enzo in the archives start like earthquaking around. Oh yeah, because yeah, and the windows start like flying around, like they're in like a tornado or something. It's funny because we, 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 I think Bob forgot about sending a signal. Well, maybe this, maybe this is the signal. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. (laughs) No. Wait, that wasn't much of a signal because now you're you're definitely putting everyone else's life at risk. Um, well, they have seconds to get their shit together. Yeah, basically, whole seconds. And, Second. <laughs> oh yeah, and whole then, seconds. They got lots of time. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and horrifying, like Hex does this thing where she like floats at him through the air with her like evil like sharp teeth face. Yeah, and instead of freaking the fuck out like any normal person would have, he calmly turns to the paint program and just yeah. like removes her mask. It's very convenient having that open, right? Mm. Uh, but some really bad shit happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Her uh, her body has no face, and like there's a big hole in, uh, <laughs> where her face was that's just shooting out white light. And uh, she's screaming because this is apparently very painful for her. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'd, wow. I'd scream yeah. too if I didn't have a face. This is there's a lot of weird horror aspects in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like her clutching at her face and like writhing on the ground screaming is. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a second because I have things to say about it. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, she's like freaking the fuck out. Uh, a bunch of her masks show up on the window where Bob uh, placed the mask that he had taken off of her face. And they're like basically saying guardian and like in like this like echo effect yeah. guardian. Uh, the mask is the only you've taken away. The only thing that keeps her power in check. And they start like begging for help from him. Please, yeah. So guardian. you kept the only thing that keeps her power in check. And I'm like, Whoa, what's, going on here is the mask a separate entity like what the fuck is happening here yeah perhaps it's weird and she's saying um the masks i mean are saying without the mask hexadecimal will will overload and be destroyed yeah that's crazy and uh yeah uh Back in the archives, Dot uh, is running up the uh, Enzo vid window stairs and uh, just barely makes... Seems like she's not going to make it, but she tries to leap for the window to hit the big L button to to lock everything back into, I don't know what, like read-only mode. Yeah. Um, uh, she doesn't make it though, but Frisket comes in to save the day and grabs her and latches onto the bottom of the the vid window. The true guardian of mainframe, <laughs> right? <laughs> With the the command that she needs to press, and she does. She hits the big L button. Yeah, the big L, the, like severs, um, I guess, hexadecimal's connection to it. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, Bob's like, oh, I got to reverse the program. And all the masks are like, do it. Yes, Guardian, do it. Do it. Do it now. Save us. Yeah. But um, the the windows are closing because Dot just separated uh, Hex from the paint program. Yeah. So he, he can't do it that way anymore. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's like, uh, glitch, return. And Glitch wakes up back uh, in front of Dot's diner and starts flying towards the, cool. uh, the principal office. This yeah, POV a... shot as we follow Glitch like flying through mainframe. Yeah, yeah, it's like chase shot. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, like Thor's hammer. <laughs> yeah, and the the masks are like screaming, "Please save us!" I've got yeah, lots of questions. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with Hex. Uh. So yeah, Glitch uh, teams back up with uh, with Bob, and then Bob is like Glitch, whatever, and shoots it at the the vid window with all the masks and Compile, they, yeah, yeah, and they all are just stuff. They they all start saying thank you, and uh, yeah, she collapses uh, with her yeah. her mask on. It just yeah. has a blank default expression. Yeah, and then she. Uh, yeah, so the mask is on, back on her face, and she just uh, collapses onto the ground in like a fetal position and shivers and covers her face. Yeah, it's it's actually sad. it's pretty it's pretty it's really sad. It's pretty it's a pretty genuine depiction of someone who has just been like horribly traumatized. Yeah, and Scuzzy goes over to her to to help or to lick her or whatever, and she like shields her face in horror, like. Like someone reacting as if she's about to be hit or something, and I'm like, "Fuck, this is a complex character." Yeah, this, this, yeah. 
this episode got serious like in the past like sorry in like the last 30 seconds it's uh pretty insane yeah i it think it is yeah i think yeah. this is like ugh, I, I i think these last like maybe 30 seconds that have gone on are like some of probably the most like emotionally sincere this show has been thus far yeah and you know what good for you bob he did like some serious like guardianing i feel like like he 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 saved hex i i don't know what the repercussions were maybe all of mainframe would have died alongside with alongside hex Mm. but like him like recalling it being like compile blah 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 cut paste like all doing all of that to save her like was actually quick thinking i make fun of bob but he he was all he was all over this one yeah yeah he he's compassionate yeah um, and despite it being in his uh yeah he he doesn't seem willing to to just outright delete viruses and in, yeah interesting they've had the opportunity to do away with hex and megabyte at least a couple times now and yeah, he, he always haven't. chooses not to yeah yeah because it's not a simple matter it's it's not a simple matter of this is a com- a computer right and he needs to protect it it's if if you take it for what it is rather than like the symbology right like this is like a living world and those people are alive right and they're yeah. it's its own like universe and yeah he's hex is interesting but she's never she doesn't enslave people like megabyte does right she she doesn't as far as i know she she's debilitated but not killed anyone like everything she's done has been able to be undone if that makes sense it does whereas megabyte i think straight up has like enslaved like hundreds of binomes and oh yeah I th- I think there's like uh, um, Megabyte knows exactly what he's doing all the time. Yeah, is where Hexadecimal just kind of has fun with her powers, and she knows that like things, you know, you know, she she knows what she's doing, but she doesn't think him through. So no. I think she she endangers everyone, not not just everybody, but also herself. I think she's she, she's more well she's, she's more she's more chaotic, which, yeah. which turns out to be like more yeah self destructive. Yeah, I don't think she like hex is necessarily like outright malicious per se. She kind of just does her own thing, like what things that she finds interesting that yeah. uh, end up usually harming people. <laughs> But I, I don't. Yeah. I don't really feel like that's necessarily what she's setting out to do. The goal isn't to harm people. The goal is to do something interesting, and it has yeah. bad results. Yeah, and it usually just ends up uh, harming people one way or another. Yeah. So Bob kind of like leaves, and he's talking to Dot through Glitch, and tells her, you know, everything should be back to normal now, and. But he he's giving her the best help that he could find, <laughs> and Sorry. I'm like, oh, Christopher like, and I went oh, over he's this actually, earlier. <laughs> oh, you did, yeah. yeah, the best help that I could find, 
and then it cuts back to her lair, <laughs> and she's kind of semi comatose. And he left Mike the TV there, and I'm yeah. like, you yeah. want her to go more insane? Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Gee, thanks, Bob. And what is he playing? Love Hospital? Some or, like really stupid drama? And then he advertises the bucket of nothing. Ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine, and I'm and like, he, oh god! And then he starts imitating, like I think it was, it was like a horror, yeah, uh, from Psycho because he goes re re re, yeah, that right? was it. <laughs> and um, he starts talking like, no, no, mother, what have you done? Yeah, so Psycho, yeah, 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 yeah Psycho, <laughs> and um. It's coming this way. No, it's horrible. And she actually seems to stir and and look up at it. And then there's yeah. a brief flash of like her scary, like sharp toothed, like angry yeah. face before she goes back to normal. And I'm like, oh, she's a fan of oh, horror so, too. So you know, I guess in a way that was the. <laughs> you yeah. cut out there. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, that's weird. Always around this time too. Um, I say, in, in a way, she is. Kind of going back to normal, so maybe that is the best kind of help, you know, something that's kind of random and chaotic and uh, semi annoying. Oh, um, so maybe yeah, that's what. Point. So maybe that's what she feeds on. Wow! And then Complete. they start dating, and she gets over Bob. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Can you even imagine Mike and Hexadecimal? How would that? I mean, work? he is chaotic. Yeah. Uh-huh. But see, she seems to be annoyed easily. Yeah. Right? Am I yeah. wrong? Well, like, she seems very touchy, very... sensitive. <laughs> and I, I hate this word, but triggered. I, I think there are certain things that uh, one thing sounds a little off, and it doesn't even have to be anything to anybody, like Bob or Mike. Oh, and she and takes then, it the worst way possible. Cause, yeah, because uh, earlier on... It said we're here at Hexadecimal's art studio, and she she just uh, just goes all scary for like a split second and says, "Lair, it's my lair," you know. Oh, not studio, well, it's a lair. Well, as as someone with professionally diagnosed borderline personality disorder, uh, stuff like that is very much a, a actual thing. <laughs> I was go. going to ask if how how that kind of thing affects you, because to some degree, I think everybody mm-hmm. like the. They mistake something somebody says, right? And then they just get like fixated on it and like defensive about it. And then maybe as quickly as it came, they're like, oh, I, okay, the person didn't mean that. And they drop it. Do you find that kind of thing happens to you uh, more? All the time. Christopher? So, yeah. Something like completely innocuous, like I could, that most people would just be like, yeah, whatever. Like I could perceive like a certain way. And then I'll just remain fixated on it, usually for like sometimes like for hours or days. And like I'll end up creating this like big scenario in my head and like other people will start getting involved and it'll start turning into this like like master plot to like with all these people just like working against me because like no one likes me or like everyone can't stand me, et cetera, et cetera. And uh as quickly as it happens, like it'll just be gone. Huh. Does it? Does the opposite happen in like manic phases, or is it usually like? Well, I, I'm not. Does so it I... spiral into negative negativity more than positivity? 
Well, I'm not uh, bipolar, so I don't really go through uh, manic or um, um, up swings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's more like borderline personality disorder. Like you have those emotional flips, but they're a lot. They're a lot faster. They they come uh, on at the drop of a hat and they leave just as quickly. Whereas like whereas like people with, who are bipolar, like they'll go through phases that can sometimes last for upwards of months. Yeah. Oh geez. Uh, another thing uh, uh, about BPD too is like whatever, however you're feeling about something right now is the way it always is in your in your to like in your head. Like you're absolutely sure, like that that's just how it is. And yeah. and that's like in your mind, like that's just the way that's how the, that's the way things always are. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the next day, like I'll, you know, I'll wake up and feel right as rain. And then in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm always great. And then like something else will come along that will just like send me into this like angry or depressive spiral or whatever. Yeah. Like I was just talking about. And then when that's going on, I'm like, oh, this is how I always am. Huh. Yeah. So I used, like I used how... to see somebody who who would who would uh share stuff like that with Yeah. Yeah, no, I've yeah, this is it's very uh it's really interesting. So it's it, all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's a hard um it's a hard uh uh disorder to recover from too because of that. Because like when I feel fine, I'm like, oh I'm fine. I'm always fine. One hundred percent. I'm great. I'm great, yeah, yeah. Um and then, like, when I'm not great, I'm like, oh, I'm never great. <laughs> I, I'm like, horrible. Life like, is, yeah. Life is horrendous. Like, I'm a piece of shit. Everyone else is a piece of shit. Yada, yada, yada. And that's just the way things are and have always been. Hmm. And then, like, and it, it's also hard to get help for, too, because, like, when I go and talk to someone about it, like, if I'm not in that kind, that sort of mind frame, it's really hard to talk about it. And a lot of the times like people I'll see will be like, Oh, you seem fine to me. And I'm like, well, right. yeah, cause I feel great right now. Yeah. <laughs> I might not 10 minutes from now, but uh, anyway, there's uh there's mental health, <laughs> mental health minutes with Christopher siege, <laughs> mental health <laughs> minutes with Christopher siege. <laughs> um, Directed so watching this as an over. adult, What's that? Hmm? I just said directed by Michael Robinson. Oh. <laughs> as a joke. And... Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, so... my, 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 my <laughs> internet dropped briefly there, so I don't know if I cut out or not. Oh, no, you, you know, I heard every word. Oh, okay, good. Uh, uh, so... You just said mental health minute directed by Michael Robinson. Yeah. So, so watching this as an adult or at least episodes where they focus on that kind of thing kind of has like a completely different impact than when you watched it as a kid oh 100% i well as i was saying earlier like i i'm like oh i f feel like bad for hex because they're like exploiting her desire to be recognized just to uh, uh just to undo her plan and like I was saying, like, oh, I actually feel kind of bad for her. I, I weirdly empathize with the character a lot, like even in some of the bad shit that she does. Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah. 
But here's 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 the question: How would you rate this episode? Hmm. Yeah. The 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 horrible of horribles being, I don't think so. And the not terrible, but I got through it being that's easy enough. And there were two others. What were they? Oh, what were the good ones? The the alphanumeric scale. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it ranges from, like you said, uh, this is bad, really bad. Oh, to... this is bad. Sorry. Yeah, I totally, totally forgot that one. Okay. Yeah. Go go ahead. I I just helped you there. Continue. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. No, no. If if you want to, it's, it's totally fine. Um. How how would you rate this this episode? So it's um, this is bad, very bad. Um, I don't think so. That was right, easy yeah. enough. And alphanumeric. And alphanumeric. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Christopher, what do you think? I'm going to. It's really hard for me, actually. <laughs> it is for me as well. Right? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. give this it is complex. I'm going to give it uh I'm going to give it a that was easy enough. Yeah. Because although I didn't necessarily like the episode all that much, I do really like uh kind of getting into the mind of hexadecimal and although they're completely lost on me and I'm not all that interested in them, I think all of the all of the references to uh uh art classic art are really cool. Yeah. And like, if yeah. I was, if I was really into, uh, into art, like I would be all over this. Unfortunately, I'm not. So most of them are either lost on me or I'm just like, eh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. This episode uh, is also important because it kind of gets the ball rolling on a story arc. <clears throat> yes, in this show that really? will continue yeah. all the way into season four. Mm-hmm. So, huh? See, I'm out of the. Yeah, I have no idea. Huh? Well, we'll keep oh, watching. I'm that that <laughs> I'll be curious to see what what happens. So that got a um, that was easy enough. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it a, a a low. That was easy enough. All right. How about uh, what Sniddler? What do you think? This was a yeah. I'm 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 with Christopher. What? And then I come out of it going, oh, I see. Because it is a very important episode because like Christopher just mentioned, you know, this is, it references the web. It has, um, you know, it kind of opens up more of what is to come, like more foreshadowing. And then there's a lot of nonsense that happens, but I do think in amongst all that nonsense, I believe that it's a, you know, this is a very clever, clever uh, references, you know, everything from Van Gogh to, to uh, what's his name? Um, Keith Herring. You know everything from old to modern art. I think it was. I think I, I think it was cool how it all tied in, and um, and then around the end, <clears throat> when it kind of zeroes in on hexadecimal and you know 
and you kind of start asking questions going, what's going on with this one? Um, you know, so I found that the most interesting. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. So I'm going to have to give this one a, that was easy because it wasn't after everything considered, it wasn't horrible and it, uh, but it also wasn't great, but it did, uh, it did open up a lot of, a lot of, uh, questions. Hmm. All right. Well, in that case, I think it's getting the same thing for me. Uh, that was easy enough because um, we got to see Dot stomp on Enzo's face. <laughs> we got to see Hexadecimal <laughs> lose her shit. Has a little bit of everything for me, really. But I can't no. give it an alphanumeric because... It was missing <clears throat> substance. Yeah. But I look forward to see what Hex's deal is, and I look forward to see more of Dot standing over you P- POV shots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it happens more. I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> I hope it happens more. With her hands oh. on her hips, lecturing, no, lecturing really? the viewer. We can only hope. We'll find out. Uh, so that was the uh, fifth episode of the second season of Reboot Painted Windows. Uh, we got some listener engagement I want to go over uh, real quick ah. just before we, we get out of here. Oh, um, okay. In uh, reference to High Code, that... Uh, <laughs> that uh, the one we absolutely fucking demolished. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that episode of episodes uh, from a few weeks yeah. ago. Uh, YouTube user 2002 Dash <laughs> said, has to say, uh, this episode is so strange and not that good, but I do appreciate the soft lore building with introducing, quote unquote, the web and the fear that just the name of the place brings. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. And that uh, there's thanks. ugly skeleton guys. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> uh, well, thanks. Old man Pearson used to be a Jedi. Uh, thanks, uh, 2002 <laughs> Dash. Yeah, thanks. Uh, also, our uh, our our favorite listener of season two, Cone Killer Confusor, had oh, to sure. say had to say in reference to last week's episode, Bad Bob. Uh, mm. In reference to like all of the weird like coincidences that were that were uh, going on in that episode. He yeah. says, to add to the odd coincidences, as I was listening to this, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation came on TV no that way. I had running in the background. <laughs> no way. That's <laughs> uh, awesome. Because Christopher oh. did bring up the uh, the jingle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Your shit is broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I believe uh, uh, Dennis Quaid came up and oh, Dennis Quaid, yeah. And I was like, I, we were like, yeah, he's a good actor. And I'm like, unlike his brother, who's kind of a train wreck. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> well, he I was, was like, in, who's that? Yeah, and he was. Uh, I was like, yeah, Christmas. he was. Shit, yeah. it was full. Cousin yeah. Eddie in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> his dog's snot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that that is a wacky coincidence. <laughs> 
Um, although I find it kind of odd that uh, Christmas Vacation is playing in uh, February. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's even more bizarre. <laughs> that's probably the strangest little, thing of them all. A little behind, yeah. <laughs> but uh, hey. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to an Instagram user. Uh, her Instagram handle is. Oh, God, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Uh, I'm going to post it in the chat. One of you guys want to help me out with it? Sure. <laughs> I sent you both some art. Where are you sending it to off in America? Uh, gorilla position. Okay. <clears throat> All right, what do we got here? City pities. City pides. You know, I, I don't. Sigh, I don't know. dip, pides. Yeah, sure. Sipities. Sidipities. Sidipities. There you go. Okay. Sidipities. Okay. Yeah. Instagram Speaking user. Sidipities. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, Christina is her name. I've act, I, uh, she's DM'd me on Instagram a few times. Uh, she's oh, okay. a cool chick. Um, uh, she uh, messaged me, uh, letting me know about this magazine called uh, uh, Retrofied Magazine. Uh, issue one just came out uh, in January. It's a quarterly magazine that is dedicated to, and I would like to point out they are not sponsoring us in any way, but if you would like to uh, send me an email at alphanumericpod at outlook.com. Um, yeah, Retrofied Magazine. It's a uh, quarterly magazine, so every three months, uh, dedicated to old school shit. And the inaugural issue, which just came out in January, and this is why she reached out to me to let me know about it, uh, contains a nine-page oral history of Reboot. Um, so right. go and check that out. I uh, I bought a digital copy of the issue. I, I kind of flipped through it, um, as you can. As you can flip through yeah. a PDF. Right, right. You <laughs> so scrolled through it. Yeah, I kind of scrolled through it. I haven't read it yet. I'm planning on doing that this weekend, and I'll maybe uh, talk about it uh, when we eventually do our season two recap of this show. Ooh. Uh, speaking of this show, if you want to support it, uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, give us a five-star rating and uh, tell your friends. If you have friends who like reboot, get them on. Get them on the the alphanumeric train. Get them listening to this shit. And, and if, if you have, you have enemies... friends that don't, um, you shouldn't be their friends. <laughs> yeah. If you have enemies, torture them with this. Yeah. Either way, just, we get ratings. Just tie them to a chair and uh, tie them to a chair and play every episode of this on repeat, <laughs> like that scene from um, Clockwork Orange. Just like lash, like pull their eyes open and just water drop them every now and then. That's yeah. Dark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, check out our website, www.alphanumericpodcast.ca, where you can find embedded players of every episode of this show, uh, social media links, and links to subscribe on your platform, podcast platform of choice. And on that note, uh, we got to get out of here because we're running out of time. 
Uh, we'll be back next week with the sixth episode of season two, Andrea. Yes. Done, it's a, done. It's a very important done, episode. Done. It, is, uh, it is. I can't believe I remember this episode. Yeah, this, this one I remember pretty well. I think this one is the first one that I've seen uh, on ABC. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. And not YTV. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Well, with that, I have been, actually, you go first, Niddler. You did the intro. All right. I have been your host for this episode of Alphanumeric, A.P. Sniddler. I am another host, NeoCal. And I was yet another host named Christopher Siege. Indeed. And we have been Alpha Numeric. <laughs> Until next week. Stay frosty. Game over. Seven, eight, nine. I ate exercise. <laughs> <laughs> well, blow me down. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. Bye bye. Stay frosty. Reboot will return after these messages.